Hello, 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 6am run community, Um, obviously more than anything, 6am run community, you guys, again, I always start every podcast off saying how grateful and my gratitude to you guys as we kind of grow every episode, you know, to have now be fortunate enough to have three episodes a week, you know, and, and you guys really consuming these listening while you're running, you know, getting the kids from school, whatever you're doing is wherever you consume these podcasts. I'm very grateful for all of our listeners as every episode grows. I am very excited personally for our next guest. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right to this individual, but let me let, because I'm going to about to, I, I know why I brought her on, but I want her to explain to us exactly what she does. Mary Welp, welcome to the 6am run podcast. And if you could, for me, I kind of told you why, but please introduce yourself and, and tell everyone why I asked you to be on the show. Yeah. So my name is Mary Welp and I have been a hypnotherapist and a cranial sacral therapist for 20 years. And when the pandemic happened, my business closed. And so I started thinking about a way I could teach in mass a therapy that I'd been doing with my clients, a varied group of people in order to reach their peak performance wow. in their life. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, all kinds of different people, you know, from sales to athletes. Wow. And also people that are just looking to eliminate some of the negativity in their life or when they see a challenge or a boundary in their life, uh, they know usually when they walk in the room what they want to address, why they want to address it. So you probably know what you want to address with Rise and with this Mm -hmm. process. So everybody usually does. So what I've done is really honed in on self-hypnosis and made it a meditation practice. So it's RISE, Hypnotic Meditation. RISE is an acronym for the four steps. I didn't want people to have to get out a piece of paper and look how to do this when they're supposed to be relaxing. So the four steps are relax, imagine, suggest, empower. And we can talk more about those later. Yeah. But again, the the self-hypnosis is a way, it's kind of upping the meditation game. So if you sit for five or 10 or 20 minutes a day, or you'd like to start a practice of meditation, this is a great way to do it because it gives your mind a job. It's working these steps. It's not just quieting your mind, which seems too overwhelming for some people. So uh, this kind of gives your mind something to do in the relaxing and in the imagining a beautiful place, actually doing the work, shifting the energy, how you want to shift it, and then feeling the power of the work that you've just done. So with athletes and with the people that you mostly speak with, there's five areas and five things that I like to address for peak performance. And one is uh, keeping the body relaxed. From tension to relaxation. Okay. Tension is who we think we should be. We get in that mindset of what everybody is expecting of us. And relaxation is really who we are. So the more relaxed our body can be, I'm sure you know this from your running, the more Mm -hmm. relaxed you can run, the better your time is going to be. Right. The second one is negative self-talk to an empowering self-talk. We often tell ourselves, you know, we talk meaner to ourselves than we would speak to anybody else on the planet. Mm -hmm. We say some horrible things. And this is a way to kind of recognize those things and cancel them out and say, okay, didn't mean that, take it back and replace it with something more positive. Our brains are really kind of lazy and Mm -hmm. very habitual. So it's an easy practice once you start shifting those thoughts to catch yourself more often and be able to shift them. 
I agree. And and by the way, real quick, back with that, yeah. that was that, that one of my big things on that. You are your own best friend is my kind of quote, right? Love like that. you talk to yourself. You know, I ask a lot of people all the time, like, who's your best friend? And they might say a spouse or their parent or a, a true friend. And I do respectfully disagree with that. Who's the one person you have on a 24 hour day? And I know you sleep, you know, obviously, you know, six to eight hours a day, but in, in a day period, who do you talk to the most? It's yourself. Yes. And I don't think that people understand and really I know they people know they do that, but I don't think people admit that. It's there's like a, I don't know if it's a schizophrenic kind of faux pas or you know what I mean? But yeah. look, I have serious conversations with myself every single day. Me too, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I am my best friend. And I totally resonate with what you're saying. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I think we need to be. I think the world can be very isolating if not. Yeah. You're right. We're with ourselves the majority of the time. And why we try to live under these circumstances or these situations that we mentally put ourselves in of perfection, mm. of you know, always being right, always being correct, always being on top of things is so unfair. Yeah, I agree. And, and so unloving of ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you on that. The third one is bring scatter to optimal. It's really just honing in your focus. And because mm -hmm. when you get scattered and you start thinking about too many things and your mind starts yeah. to wander, you lose your energy in that way. So it's keeping you very focused on what you're doing like um, in order to get more energy for what you're doing. The fourth is apprehensive to assured. You know, we often self-sabotage ourselves and say, well, I can't beat my friend or, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've always been under this time. I'll never beat that time. I think sometimes we're more afraid of really be, living a powerful life and being really our, our strong selves. Yeah, I think social, so that's where social media is really affected. I think people's, I don't want to say people aren't jealous, but this like standards, right? Yeah. yeah. No, and I think our culture really encourages that. It's, yeah. you know, what you see is what you're supposed to be rather than really recognizing how individual we are and how much we all have to offer. You know, yeah. we're all great pieces to the puzzle. Absolutely. And then the fifth one is awesome, awful to awesome. And it's kind of that, again, overcoming that fear of failure, that sometimes when that fear of, oh, I'm not going to make it or I can't quite do this, that right there, we've sabotaged ourselves. We've planted that seed of negativity wow. that sabotages it and kind of, you know, what we think and what we believe is what happens. You know, we set ourselves up with our thoughts. So making sure that where our thoughts are really represent who we are because yeah. we've changed. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're in old thinking patterns and old acting patterns or acting patterns when our thoughts have really changed. You know, uh, we've yeah. evolved but we're still doing old habits that are kind of holding us back. Yeah. And usually we can pick up on those. We recognize those. Yeah. But our brain's job is not happiness. Our brain's job is to keep us safe. So a lot of those negative thoughts that come in and that worry is about safety. So it's yeah. also reminding that limbic part of our brain that my body's exhausted. I don't think I can run anymore. You know, the negative, right. fearful thoughts come up. You know, it's it's reminding yourself that, okay, that's just my brain. It's afraid. It's afraid. But it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. So I think when people hear, so correct me if I'm wrong, though. 
people hear hypnosis and I think, I don't want to say stereotypes, but like you think the word, obviously hit the word hypnotize, but it does sound to me like you're trying to put people to put themselves in just a different state of mind of thinking. Am I crazy? Or like, no, you're absolutely right. And we see our peak athletes do it all the time. They put the towels over their heads, the uh, tennis yes. players, and they go and they do their self-hypnosis yeah. because they know that gets their mind back in the game. Right. And when you're exhausted and you're tired or you have a lot going on outside of what you're performing in, you know, that can all be a draw to kind of get you out of your focus and out of your yeah. pain. How do you, though? I mean talking about negativity and you, you know, kind of being, you know, hard on yourself. How do you block out negativity though? You recognize it and then you replace it. You say, okay, cancel. And then you replace it with something positive. I didn't really mean that, you know, or I, I slipped or that's old habit. That's me playing victim or me just being, you know, I'm tired. So if that one's going to sneak in yeah. and it's really, it's just recognizing it. You know, don't give yourself a hard time about it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't just say, okay, you know, cancel. I like that. I do like that. I like that. But also too, I, you know, and when you do, and I know you work with a lot of these and this is kind of that industry. It's funny, the best athletes, they always say it's those athletes that like, they are the type that can, for, similar, but they can forget things. They can move on, right? Yes. Even in life, forget sports. Like if you can really say yesterday was a bad day and not carry it into the next day, right? Yes. Yeah. You're going to be more successful, right? Yes. But it's very, sometimes it's very hard, especially you go back to, let's say the place where quote unquote, something happened, right? You have to go there every day. Right. That's always very hard things to kind of have to go through. Yeah. And that's why I use rise every evening as I'm going to sleep at night. And that's where I've really found it to be beneficial to kind of review the day mm-hmm. and clear the hard drive, you know, kind of what went well, really, you know, that was great, Mary, that went really well. You know, you're on the right path. This feels really good. And then the things that didn't go well, that where I goofed up or I made a mistake or I'm embarrassed or whatever, right. that I recognize that and say, okay, tomorrow's another day and let it go. And for me, by the way, for me, that is, that is the running, right? So I always say this to people, like I've tried to meditate. I really have. And focus on breathing, close my eyes, clear my mind. And by the way, maybe I'm not going to lie. Maybe I don't want to do it. I don't know. I've tried. Then I start thinking about why can't I do this? Then like, you know, it's, it's, it's just a whole rabbit hole. My mind goes in. But what I will say is this. What's crazy though is when I go for these runs, right? To stop because your body, it's crazy. Not your body. I shouldn't say your body, but I'm going on off on a little tangent here, but I'm bringing it back. You'll see in a second. My wife said the other day, you love running. I told her I don't, I don't love running. Before I go, I think of reasons not to do this run today. You know, do I hurt? Am I not feeling well? But I know what it feels like to finish. So that's the ultimate euphoria I'm after. But now back to my point, during that run, I've cleared my mind. There's times I've ran, got back to the house and been like, holy shit, I just didn't remember the last hour. You were in a hypnotic state. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's a hypnotic state. You were doing hypnosis in that moment. Right. And I put out wife and kids. I do know, obviously, I'm, I'm watching out for cars, especially I'm outside. I'm still safe, right? It's yes. kind of like, too, I'm sure you've done this. We've all probably done this, where we're driving somewhere, we get to the destination, and we're like, holy shit, I don't remember the ride. Maybe a song or, was or on. I missed, my, I missed my exit. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like, yeah, like a song is on or something. It takes you back in, in memory. You know, it's weird how you can do, a, how the mind and body can do kind of two things at once. You can kind of drive safely a little bit, but still be in a different world, so to say. Yeah. The reason that your body does that is because it's craving it. Our nervous system craves mm. those times because it allows it to reboot and to reset. That's we interesting. We have so much stimulus going on all the time, so much happening all the time, that when it can slow down and kind of go into that state, it's rejuvenating. Wow. So you're getting so much more out of that run than just what it's doing for your legs and your lungs. That is you know, so interesting. It's, it's also really affecting your nervous system. And that's probably has a lot to do with the way you feel afterwards. Yeah. I get that from yoga. I do yoga because of the feeling I have at the end of class. Wow. I love that. That's so cool to kind of know and see. Now, I want to kind of continue kind of for our runners, right? Yeah. Stress, things like that. Obviously, we talked about, you know, relieving it, resetting. What do you recommend, though? You said you do it every night before bed. Mm -hmm. Of In a perfect world, you know, and Mary, if I, if I can ask you this, in a 24-hour day, how would you like to see people compartmentalize their hours? And, and, and I'd like your opinion. How many hours of sleep? How many hours to do rise? An hour to do rise? You know, spending time. The other thing too, and, and, and I, I want to talk with you about this, are I think you would be a perfect guest to also speak a little bit about habits, right? Like, I think a lot of things we do in terms of eating bad, right? It's not that we crave, let's say sugars, right? We have a habit of sugar eating sometimes, right? Like if you have a habit of putting sugar in your coffee and then maybe hypnosis can work on this and let me get to where I, I might ramble a little bit, but you'll see where I'm getting at. I feel like I'll use this as an example. And this is why I say some things are habits, right? I used to put cream in my coffee every day, right? And I, I would tell myself, I love the taste. Then I forced myself for like a week to put less and less cream in the coffee, mm -hmm. almost weaning the cream and the sugar part of it out, right? Mm -hmm. And I got to the point where I was like, if I had to, now I can drink a coffee black. And what that taught me was, wait a minute, it wasn't that I loved cream, the habit was putting cream in the coffee every day. Our brains are so lazy, really. We give our brains so much credit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but our minds can be trained the way you train your dog. Yeah. You know, wow. just the way you talked about training yourself out of milk and sugar in your coffee. It's the same. We can do that and we can train our minds to really anything we set our mind on wow. that we really want. And it's really just having that intention of, I'm sick and tired of sick and tired. I'm whatever the issue is, whatever the block is, I'm done. Right. I'm done. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'm over it. Then, you know, it's going to move. Mm -hmm. It's going to move because you've already set that intention and you've recognized that energy. You've right. recognized that habit, that pattern, and you've realized that you want to shift it. Right. And the other thing, you know, not to get too on a spiritual level about it, but nope. 
There's nothing that your spirit loves more than when you change a habit. Even if you usually brush your teeth with your right hand, you start brushing your teeth with your left hand or Mm -hmm. you change your part. There's something about that that is a renewing quality as well about your spirit. It's flexibility. It's change on a minuscule level that gives your spirit and your mind and your body permission to change on much bigger levels. I love that. I do love that. I think I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's talking to you is really cool because like, like I said, you're not wrong on these things. And I think sometimes we, I don't want to say, I mean, maybe it is a little bit of, like I said, spirituality, but you know, the real world, right. The world outside of our skin sometimes, right. Like mm-hmm. we kind of can't control that. Right. But right. we do have some internal controls and Definitely, I think we're guided sometimes by a a spirit or a purpose or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't even get it. I'm 42. I still question so many things that go on every day Mm -hmm. that I just, I can't explain. No, I'm 62 and I do as well. So (laughs) So, yeah, so so I'm there with you. But I think I like what we're talking about. And I I hope people can kind of incorporate this. And we're going to put all your stuff in the bio and and here at the end, we'll have you definitely make sure people know how to contact you and talk about it. And I love how you said, you know, now you can reach even a broader audience. Let me ask you this as we're kind of coming into the fourth quarter of the discussion here, clients and people you've worked with, is there any um, amazing stories you'd like to share that you can share? And I know sometimes people kind of keep their client, patient, client, privilege stuff to, to private, but without even saying any names, can you say somebody that you've worked with that you've just seen them use Rise or use some of the tools that we talked about and really transform themselves? One wasn't an athlete. It was a, a musician. She is a performer, a wonderful performer, travels the world and performs, but she was having trouble reaching a high note. And she was struggling with it, especially when she was tired or certain days. And so I gave her the suggestion through a session of pulling energy up through her feet. Okay. So when she's going to get that note, think about when you do the inhale, think about pulling energy up through your body and then expelling yes. it. And that shifted everything. Wow. And she said, I've never looked back. And she said, In the, but the days when I'm tired, I use that skill again but it kind of permanently shifted something. Mm -hmm. And she knows she can go back and use that again if she needs to. But that was one, and and she's used it in other ways. And what I really like about this skill is that you can address really anything in your life. You can address stage fright. You can address patience. You can address whatever energy you want to shift. So this month, it may be one thing you want to address, one struggle you have next month that might be something else. So what I'm trying to do here with Rise is make it simple, make it something that everyone can do. And I know everyone struggles with meditation and hypnosis are both kind of fearful words, but I promise I've put something together very simple and direct and adaptable because I think it's really time that we work more on ourselves. It's harder to get to people. And I think we're looking for that. I think we're, we're spending more time alone. So we're having more of those thoughts that we realize aren't healthy and that we need to expel them. So also I have the book. It just came out last month. Yeah. Tell us about it. Rise Hypnotic Meditation is on Amazon. And so if you get that as well, it explains the whole process, how to do it. There's also places to fill in I ask you some questions to reflect on yourself. 
And it tells you how to set up the practice, how to do it every day so that when you get in that position, when you light that candle, when you get that oil diffuser going, that your body starts to recognize those same ritual. And that when it sits down, it's like, okay, we're going to do rise. I love it. And it doesn't take long to do it. You know, when you asked me, I'm sorry, I never answered the question about what I do, what you should do in a day's time, but I would get 10 hours of sleep. I would get three hours of some kind of exercise and movement. Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be running, but movement. But rise would only be 15 minutes of the day. Okay. It is not something that people need to sit and do often. It's something that you do deeply and that gets the energy shifting. Love it. One of my last questions too. I just think too, like I said, I feel like the word of the last decade or the last 10, 15 years, you know, if you notice the word that's used more and more, I don't want to say deflect issues, that's the wrong word, but to use as the excuse for a lot of things people go through. And I'm not, and this is a credible one, by the way, don't get me wrong, but is anxiety, right? Like every time somebody's going through something, it's, Hey, look, I'm sorry. This is just giving me anxiety. I'm getting anxious, you know, and the pressures, you know, as you, we were talking about people put on themselves. I was watching a interview with an athlete that said, look, I train every day. I do get better, but despite getting better at what I do, but I'm also not winning because now I keep putting more pressure on myself because I know I'm better. And one of the trainers was saying, it's an attitude, right? Like, and you'll hear where I'm getting at within, within a second. The trainer was saying, look, the first time I ever went to go play golf, never played golf before in my life. So I had zero expectations out of myself and I did amazing my first time out. Now, knowing that the second time I went out, knowing where I could be, I did worse because I went in now expecting to do better than last time. Right. So it's like, it's just, it's, it's those types of like pressures, but if you can figure out a way to trick your brain into being like, I've got nothing to lose right now. I've never played golf in my life. So even if I suck, that's what people are expecting. Yeah. I can give you a little tip and trick for that. Sure. There's a great story about a man standing on a, by the river. Uh, I think it was the Mississippi, okay. the dirty Mississippi with his son. And the son said, dad, is the river dirty? And he said, no, or is it polluted? And the father said, no, the river is pure. It's just carrying pollutants out. Wow. And I think that's the same way we kind of need to look at ourselves and our thought processes is our thoughts are that river. They're a little murky. Yeah. And it gets murky. And so just stand on the bank and look at your thoughts and look at the trail of thoughts and just ask yourself, is this thought purposeful? Is it helpful? Is it useful? And if it's not, cancel it and move on to something that is. And I really love affirmations and mantras because it kind of gives you something to come back to. So it gives you something to reaffirm. It's like, oh, you're okay, or you're doing the best you can in the moment, or, you know, I I have no fear of failure, or whatever your mantra or thing is, because when you cancel, then you have something positive to replace it with and to come back to. I like that. I like that a lot. Wow. That's amazing. You are amazing. Um, I have gotten so much out of this, and and we're kind of, like I said, as as we're coming to the close here, Mary, 
Go ahead, though, for sure. Let's do one more time. Social, social media, how people get a hold of you. Are you taking on groups and clients? And if anyone has some things they want to kind of work with you and incorporate rise in their lives, please go ahead and definitely take this time and, and plug your program away. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm very excited about the summer. I'm back out traveling a little bit nice. and presenting um, at a lot of different events and presenting at some conferences as well, since this is a new modality that I'm trying to get out. Mm. But it's risehypnoticmeditation.com is my website. And on the website, there's quite a few videos. So if you're looking to get started on it, there's some that's kind of back to basics where it explains rise and what the four steps are and how to do it. And then there's also a few guided imagery meditations. So there's a rise for guilt. There's rise for peace. There's rise for patience, a few others. So if you listen to the videos, I think you'll get more of a sense of what we're doing here. Okay. But I do, it is a three hour workshop that I teach rise at. So by the end of the three hours, your group will know that they can leave and do rise on their own. So the first half of the class is spent explaining how it works, why it works, the science behind it. And then the second half is doing imagery work, doing rise, but then I talk less and less so that by the last session, you're doing rise on your own. So you have that confidence when you leave that you have got a practice for life that you can do. So if you have a group, I'd love to travel, happy to come to you. Um, But also we'll do it virtually as well. And so again, it's a three hour class. So reach out if you'd like that. And then also the book is on Amazon. I made it really short and sweet, just power packed because people don't have time now to sit Mm -hmm. and read a big volume. So it really, I really try to get very concise into the heart of what the practice is, how to use it, what you can use it for. And then the back There's examples of how to use it. So there's rise for bad habits and addiction, rise for childbirth, rise for smoking, rise for health problems, rise for cell phone use, rise for patients, for test taking, for sleep, for stress reduction, things like that, so that you have kind of a guide to start you on your practice. Awesome. No, I love that. And and Mary, we really thank you for your time. Guys, we're going to put all this stuff in the bio of this podcast. And like I said, I think, Mary, you're going to be a great resource for everyone to kind of find and, and talk to. So I can't wait to have everyone listen to this. And this was a, a great episode. I think, like I said, I took from it about the daily affirmations, about everything that's going on. So I, I, I'm really excited. As we kind of say goodbye, Mary, thank you for your time. You know, and again, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, Mary, maybe we'll have you on soon too. If people have more questions, we'll have to get you back on here, okay? I would love that. And I could also guide you through a few things so that you'd realize you can do it. Okay. I, I probably know, but maybe we'll do that next time. So we can add like a second part to this. Absolutely. Yeah, sounds awesome. good. No, this was great. Guys, everyone, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your days, your run, whatever you're doing today or whenever you're listening to this. Everyone, thank you and be safe out there. Thanks, guys. <laughs>